Where there is no guidance, the people fall. But in an abundance of counselors, there is victory. Proverbs 11.14. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Legion of Michael podcast. I am your host, Paul Markle. Thank you very much for joining me today. I truly appreciate it. Appreciate you guys being out there and listening. And I appreciate those of you who have jumped in and left reviews. And that leads me right to my administrative note for today. In my show notes, highlighted in yellow, it says admin note. Please be sure to remind people to share this show. Yes, please. If you enjoy the show, if you appreciate the show, if you like the show, this would be a great time. Today would be a great day for you to share it with others. And you say, well, how can I do that? I can tell people about it with my mouth, right? Yes, you can do that. But there's also something else that you can do. Now, depending on what you're listening to, maybe you're listening to this on Spotify or oh, Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio or whatever, most of them have a little share button. It's a little icon with a square with an arrow in it, and that means share. And what you can do is you can click on that, and you can send it to your Facebook or your Instagram or whatever. So there you go. Share this. And also, if you would leave a review of this show on whatever platform it is, whichever platform you are using to listen, that would be fantastic because we are a new show. And because we're new, a lot of people haven't heard about us yet. So share it. Let people know. Leave a review. The more reviews, the better. The more reviews we have, the better uh, uh, traction we will get. All right. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Engaging the flock. How do we, as the Legion of Michael, as the defenders of the faithful, engage our congregations effectively? What are some of the tools or techniques that we can utilize to help the wary or the skeptical or even the openly hostile to come over to our side? Now, we've already spent some time, we spent some time a couple of shows ago talking about recruiting your team. You say, well, Paul, what are you talking about engaging the flock? I already recruited my team. I have a team and we're ready to go. And people who are not on our team are not on our team and I don't need them. Wrong. You do need them. You need the grandmas and the grandpas and you need the widows and the widowers and you need everybody in the church to at least, if, if not be your cheerleaders, 
at very least to understand the value of the service which you are providing. Unfortunately, we live in a world today, and when I say today, this, this could, I guess, maybe be the last 50 years, but I think it's gotten worse, where people have become deluded into believing that as long as they think happy thoughts and good thoughts and they're a good person, well, I'm a good person, therefore everybody else will be a good person too, and miraculously no bad things will ever happen to us because we're all good people and we think happy thoughts. That is never the way the world has been. In the history of the world, if you read your Bible, if you read... Uh, this, if you study human history, that has never been the case. You thinking happy thoughts is not enough to protect you from evil. That is why we're here. That is why we formed the Legion of Michael. So how do you talk to those people? How do you talk to the Karens and Kyles in your congregation, to the, the Aunt Tillies and so on and so forth that believe that your team... Not only is it unnecessary, but it's probably detrimental. It's overkill. Uh, having people that are armed security in your congregation is a bad thing, yada, yada. Okay. Well, let's start with the low-hanging fruit first. If you've got people that are openly hostile, let's go ahead and just set them aside for a second. Set those people aside. We'll deal with them later. How about just the wary or the skeptical or the... I don't understand people. I don't understand why we're doing this. I don't understand why it's important. Uh, we have not everybody in here has a phone, and they could just call nine one one, and magically our saviors will arrive and and stop any bad people from doing any bad things. Mm-hmm. All right. Communication and fellowship. Communication and fellowship. Those are two broad spectrum tools or techniques that we can use to communicate and engage, communicate with and engage our flock. What I would do if I were you and I had a new team, and maybe even if you have a team that's been established for a while and you haven't done anything, this might be a good idea. If you put together a church security team, a Legion of Michael, and it's relatively new, People are talking about it because when things are new, people like to talk about them, don't they? Yes, indeed, they do. When things are new, like, did you hear? Did you hear? I heard that these guys are carrying guns. I, I heard, I heard that that there's a bunch of them and they have radios and guns and stuff. And oh, I don't know about that. The best thing to do is to be open and honest with the congregation. Now, you don't have to interrupt Sunday service to introduce everybody that's on the team. Probably not a valuable use of your time. But what you can do, and what I think you should do, is I would get together with the congregation or at least open it up to them. Let's say you can either, well, either if you're, if you're a good cook, if you're, if you're a good guy, uh, well, you do pancakes. Let's say you're not a good cook. I was thinking, I was just thinking, well, what if you're not a good cook? Everybody can do pancakes, right? Can you do pancakes and sausage? You can. Pancake sausage or pancakes and bacon or whatever, you can. Do a pancake breakfast. 
do a pancake breakfast on Saturday morning at the church or Sunday morning before the service if you want to do that or whenever or maybe maybe breakfasts are no good for you, all right? Do a Friday night carry-in dinner. Do a Friday night spaghetti dinner. Do whatever. Get people together. Invite them to the church, to the rec room, to the basement, to the rec hall, whatever you have, and put on some type of a fellowship event, like a spaghetti dinner or a carry-in dinner or what have you. And then when everybody's bellies are full, everyone's fat and happy, you know, they've had their dessert and now they're sipping on their coffee, that is the time to introduce yourself. If you are the team leader... That is the time. Now, if you have a really small congregation, you know, if you have a congregation of 57 people, everybody probably already knows who you are and what you're doing, and you don't really need to introduce yourself, but go along with me. I would set up some type of informational, educational, basically a, an intellectual cookie. Give them an intellectual cookie. You can bring in the chief deputy from the local sheriff's department or the captain from the local police department and have them do a whatever, a canned speech about how to not be a victim or how to minimize your chances of being a victim of robbery or how to secure your home. Uh, every I've, I was a cop for a long time, and every police department that I've ever been involved with had some type of canned speeches canned programs that they would go out and give to men's groups and women's groups and the ladies auxiliary and the library uh, people and so on and so forth. You know, five ways to better secure your home from burglary. You know, three ways to prevent from being a victim of a robbery. Uh, Whatever. You could do that. Super simple. It's not overly complex, but if you do that, People will feel, the people in your congregation, will rightly feel that you have given them something. You gave them an intellectual cookie. And now they're happy because they got their little intellectual cookie and they feel like they got something for free, right? You didn't stand up there and slam your hand on the podium and fire and brimstone and terrorists and evil Satan worshipers are coming to kill us in this church. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. What you need to do is you need to put yourself forward as a guy who cares about them. Yeah. Because if you organized the pancake breakfast or the spaghetti dinner or whatever, and then you had Captain Smith come in from the, the you know, Smithville Police Department <laughs> uh, and give a 30-minute talk about how to better secure your home and answer a few questions They all feel like you care about them, which is exactly the feeling that you want them to have. You want them to feel that you care about them, that you are concerned for their safety and their protection because, spoiler alert, you are. That is the whole reason that you are a member of the Legion of Michael. That is the whole reason that you have decided to be a defender of the faithful is because you do care about their safety and their security. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, if you cannot come up with, if you can't come up with a, like I said, Captain Smith from the Smithville PD or, you know, the chief deputy of the sheriff's department, you know, if you can't come up with one of those guys, okay, cool. Go to the local fire department. Talk to the chief or the chief, uh, the assistant chief of the local fire department and say, hey, we're doing a fill in the blank spaghetti dinner. Would you come and do a 30 minute speech to our congregation about fill in the blank? Uh, about Heimlich maneuver or about the values of CPR or about stop the bleed. You can do a quick 30 minute introduction to the stop the bleed program. Yeah, you know, this is how you this is how you recognize and this is how you stop a life-threatening bleeding injury. Bing bang boom. 30 minutes later, everybody feels like they've gotten something valuable. They got their little intellectual cookie. They're happy and they look at you as the the security team leader as a cool guy. You you are the new Ferris Bueller. You are a righteous dude. And as the uh, the head of your security team, as the head of your local legion of Michael, you need to strive, you need to endeavor to become the Ferris Bueller, the righteous dude, the guy who cares about them and is looking out for them. Because if you are looking out for them, they will look out for you. Yes, they will tell the pastor or the reverend or they will tell the board of elders or deacons or what have you that they are glad that you are there they are glad that you did a team as opposed to the opposite what, what happens when people are scared or afraid they're not scared of boogeymen no they're scared of you you see that's the thing about sheep sheep dogs and wolves the sheep are not afraid of the wolves you know why? Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you since you can't answer me. Or you could answer me. You could yell at your phone or your computer or laptop or whatever. The sheep are not afraid of the wolves because they never see the wolf. And the only time they see the wolf is when he appears and eats them. And then it's too late. It's too late to be afraid. But the sheep are afraid of the sheep dog. Why? Well, the sheepdog kind of looks like is similar in appearance to the wolf. You know, maybe not as menacing or evil looking, but, you know, they both have sharp teeth and they both bark really loud. And whereas they never see the wolf, the wolf never menaces them. The wolf never shows up until he's there for a meal. And by that time, it's too late for the sheep to be afraid. But who do they see all the time? They see the sheepdog all the time. The sheepdog who has teeth, who has sharp teeth just like the wolf does, and who barks at them like a, like a wolf does. Well, I know wolves howl. but uh. So the sheep really 
are not afraid of the wolf. Even though you and I as sheepdogs look at each other and say, yeah, but they should be afraid of the wolf. The wolf is the problem. That's why we're here. The same thing applies to bad, evil men. Whether they're terrorists, whether they're lunatics, whether they're psychotics, whether they're just evil people who have given themselves over to evil. They don't see them until they show up to do bad things, and then it's too late. It's too late. When they show up, it's too late to decide, oh, we need to prepare. You see, they don't ever see the bad guys. They don't ever see evil until evil shows up and does bad things. And by that time, it's too late. But they see you. They see the sheepdog. They know that bad people use guns. And they've heard tell that you and your team also use guns. You see, you have the same sharp teeth as the wolf does. The dog has the same teeth as the wolf. You have to convince the sheep not to be afraid of. You don't need to convince the sheep to be afraid of the wolf. You need to convince the sheep not to be afraid of you. How do we do that? We engage them. We communicate with them. We engage in fellowship with the flock, with our congregation. You and your team members... Now, if you're a small congregation, and I know a lot of you are members of small congregations, everybody probably knows everybody. I know when I grew up, I grew up in relatively small churches, probably congregations in the probably the, the low hundreds or so, uh, not really big churches. Maybe the one I grew up in when I was younger had a little more. But the point is, most of the time, you're going to know each other. Now, if you're in a large urban setting where you have 500, maybe even a thousand people who are registered members of your church, not everybody may know you. You might have to take the time to introduce yourself. You might have to get to know people. Now, are you going to be able to get to know everyone? No, but you should give them the opportunity. Give them the opportunity to meet you and say, well, what about the rest of my team? Yeah, the rest of your team too. The rest of your team too. But if you're the team leader, you're the face, you are the face, and you need to set the example for your fellow team members. Communication and fellowship. The absolute worst thing you can do for your Legion of Michael team or your church security team is to create the impression or give the impression that you are an elite squad of anti-terrorist people who are above the common man. There's you, and then there's the rest of everyone else. People will not like that. They won't appreciate it. And if you do that, if you set yourself out, if you try to set yourself up as the super cool Delta Force Ninja Navy SEAL guys, what will happen sooner than later, is the congregation will turn on you. They will complain to the reverend, to the deacons, to the board of elders, whatever, and eventually they will come to you and they'll say, hey, you know, we thought that was a good idea, but we've reconsidered, 
and we're, we all voted. The Board of Elders voted, and the church security program is no more. And you're like, wow, but no, Paul, that's not going to happen. Whoa, yes, because humans. What are the, the humans are already naturally afraid of you. Like I said, sheep are afraid of the sheepdog, not the wolf. They're already apprehensive. They're already skeptical. Because most people believe that they're a good person. And because they're a good person and they would never hurt anyone else, well, other people will respect that. Now, you and I know that is not the case. But we, us, (laughs) we knowing that does not change their minds. You are going to have to change their minds by being upfront and open with them by being available to answer their questions. And there are probably going to be many. Is it true that you carry guns? You know, and you don't need to be Danny Glover and say, ah, shoot him in the leg just to stop him or anything like that. Uh, What I would do is I would say, actually, all of our church security team members go through a thorough training program before any of them work or around uh, or carry a gun around you. Hopefully that will placate them. And hopefully that's true. (laughs) If you have not established or set up a training and a qualification program for your guys or girls, you need to do that. You need to have written standards. We talked about this previously. You need to have written standards so that everybody in the church understands that you're not just a bunch of dudes who got together and you're like, dude, you're cool. Yeah, I'm cool. You cool. We're cool. We are all cool dudes. We're going to carry our guns and we are going to be the church security team. And anybody who don't like it, tough noodles. Tough on them. No, that is not how it works. That is not how it works. Uh, if for some reason, some strange, crazy reason, you're listening to this and you're not aware of the fact that there is a Legion of Michael book. Well, there is. It's written by a guy named Paul Markle. You may have heard of him. The Legion of Michael, Protecting Houses of Worship, and uh, it's available on Amazon uh, or, well, wherever fine books are sold. You go to legionofmichael.com and check that out. The reason I mention that is because in the book, the Legion of Michael book, There is a training program and there is a qualification program. There's a dedicated qualification program in the book that you can cut and paste and use if you want to. If you don't want to, that's fine. But if you're looking for something, well, there you go. It's right there. So, ladies and gentlemen, you need to go out of your way. You need to deliberately engage the flock. I mean, that's why you're there, right? You're there to keep, you know, the 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 widow, <laughs> the widow Smith or the widow Jones, who's not really sure about these young guys thinking they want to carry guns, but you love her because she is a member of your congregation, and you should love and care for everyone that is in your flock, even though sometimes the flock is stubborn. You know, the she- going back to the sheepdog analogy, which I'm going to wear out, and you're just going to have to deal with it. The sheepdog, some, sometimes the sheep are doing things they shouldn't be doing. Sometimes the sheep are going places they shouldn't go. Sometimes the sheep need to just stop right there. And the sheepdog has to bark at them. 
and he has to interject himself between them and where they shouldn't go. Doesn't mean that the sheepdog, just because he barks at the sheep, he doesn't hate the sheep. No, he loves the sheep. They're, they're his. They're his flock. He's there to protect them, and he would give his life for those sheep. So do not set yourself, be very wary, excuse me, be very wary about setting yourself up as a, you know, us versus them. That is the worst possible thing you could do as a church security team. The people in your flock should never feel that it's an us versus them situation. And as far as, well, you say, well, how often am I supposed to do these fellowship things? How often are we supposed to do the pancake breakfasts or the spaghetti dinners or the, or maybe after you've done the very first pancake breakfast, spaghetti dinner, whatever, then you come back in a couple of months and you tell the church security team or the church flock that the security team is going to be hosting a fill in the blank. They're going to be hosting a, a Stop the Bleed program. They're going to be hosting whatever. And open it up to all members of the congregation. It's going to be Saturday morning at 9, and we're going to go until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. If you'd like to be there, please sign up on the clipboard. Uh, there's a sign-up sheet in the rectory, and we hope to see you there. Why would you do that? Because once again, you're demonstrating to them that you actually care about them. You say, obviously, I care about them, Paul. If I didn't care about them, I wouldn't be a member of the church security team. Yes, you say that, I say that, and we know that, but that doesn't show them that. What they probably will be viewing and what they may think is, well, you're just doing that so you can be part of a group of cool guys. You can be part of the elite guys. You don't want that ever to be a situation. And the best way to stop that, the best way to nip that in the bud is from the very beginning to start with open communication and fellowship with the flock. Now, if you're listening to me right now and you say, oh, we've had a church security program for a long time and I've never done any of that and I'm perfectly successful, congratulations. You are the anomaly. <laughs> I know from experience that I've talked to a lot of other people who have run into similar things, young, fresh out of the Marine Corps, Army, Air Force, Navy, whatever guys, and they're like, we're going to carry guns and we're going to be a security team, and if these old biddies don't like it, then that's tough because we're here to stay. But often they're not here to stay. And if that is your attitude, is like, well, if you people in the church don't like the church security team, then, then you can just, you know, bite down on some hard noodles because we're not going anywhere. Believe it or not, the women's auxiliary probably holds more sway and power in your church than you do. <laughs> I, I can almost guarantee it. The pastor's wife, the reverend's wife, and her ladies' auxiliary program swings the hammer and if they decide that you're arrogant or not a nice person then they will swing that hammer down on you and you don't want that because you want to be there to protect the flock right right absolutely all right ladies and gentlemen thank you very much i truly appreciate it we're going to go ahead and close out 
with the Warriors Prayer. Remember, you can always go to legionofmichael.com any day or night. It is a website, so it never closes. You can sign up for the training and read reviews and all that good stuff. So uh, check out legionofmichael.com. Lord, I come before you seeking the strength and skill to overcome my enemies. Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil, the courage to confront it, and the strength to destroy it. In Jesus' name I pray. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Amen.